With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, this is Jason from All Hallows Eve Podcast, and I am here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need all in one place. Here, let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is very helpful, especially with what we do. We are all over the place. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms like Apple, Spotify, and much, much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, you guys, Anchor is totally free. We switched, and this has been a godsend for us. If you guys are interested, head on over and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, and by the way, stay spooky, my friends. Darkcast Network, indie pods with a dark side. Welcome to another episode of All Hallows Eve podcast. This is Kathy. And I'm Jason. And are you having some technical difficulties over there? A little bit. First things first, to all of our podcast listeners out there, something exciting happened this week, and we are proud to announce that we are now part of the Darkcast Network. Out of the shadows comes the best indie podcasts. We are surrounded by amazing podcasts on that show, or on that network, I'm sorry. Um, such as Beyond the Rainbow, the Crime Diner podcast, A Little Wicked, one of my personal favorites that I listen to every week, Horrifying History. And personally, I couldn't be happier. I really think that this is going to expand our our, our footprint. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be exciting. We have new stuff coming out. Um the podcast might sound a little different towards the end, but it's at the end of the day, it's still us. It's still the content that everybody really enjoys and likes to listen to, and that's the great thing about these guys is it's still ours. We do what we do, so I'm proud to announce that. So, yay. Awesome. Hold on. I got something for you. Anyway, all right. So that's our exciting news for the week, but we do have regular news coming down the pipe, so (laughs) don't worry about that, like, if that's the only thing you're looking forward to is the news. Uh, so, how was your week? Long. Long? Long. Yeah. Yeah. We had some wins this week, though. Yes. We had some really good news coming from my mom, um, after the procedure she had, so that's... There's some positives right there. Yes, we have. We're not some, done. We're not nope, out of the woods. Nope. We still have a hurdle or two to 
Yep, we still got a couple more doctor's visits and another uh, procedure to go, but uh, it's not as bad as what we were first told in the diagnosis. True. It's still bad, but it's not nearly as bad, if that makes sense. So there's a positive there, right? Absolutely. Second positive was, like I said, the network. Mm -hmm. Third positive is our son's birthday is coming up. I know I'm going to start making you cry. Yeah, I'm not ready. (laughs) Big man will be turning seven. And boy, oh boy, his attitude is just through the roof this weekend. Holy cow. Oh, I don't think he's been sleeping good and he's had a little bit of a cold. He's fighting some serious sniffles. I thought it was just his regular misdemeanor, like... Misdemeanor? Misdemeanor. Disposition? Yeah, thank you. That word. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. His misdemeanor. Yes. Okay. Misdemeanor. (laughs) What else do we have going on this week? It's been a full week. It's been a very full week. I changed positions at work, so now I'm flip-flopping on hours, so now we need to get used to Dad being at home at night, too. So that's been a challenge. Reagan's been just acting really weird lately i don't know if she's excited because i'm home or what but oh my goodness i love my children i do but there are days i just want to string them up to the ceiling fan and turn it on and say bye wow (laughs) already then (laughs) not that i would do that to my kids but the thought it has crossed my mind (laughs) i love them with all my heart but she's just been acting really weird like different not chalking it up to me being home at night. Oh, I don't so. know. I haven't noticed. You haven't? No. So that's how she normally acts? Yeah. Or maybe I'm just missing out on the weird times. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm the one that needs to get caught up. <laughs> but uh, I had some wins at work, which is a positive. That's awesome. And just a really good ending to the last month being rough. Just really rough. All right. So anyway, you wanted to get into our news this week and sure what did you get see what we got going on here so i was sent this by josh one of our listeners he has sent us stuff before <laughs> he sent this to me before i started seeing it on facebook and twitter so this one comes from Ro- reuters reuters i think it's reuters reuters news and it is penned by john schiffman And the title is, Former Colorado Funeral Home Owner Sentenced to 20 Years for Selling Body Parts. I have a lot to say about this one on the ethical standards of this. Okay. She looks so like a Karen. She she does, doesn't she? Oh, my goodness. I never really looked at her face. I just read the... Oh, no, that's like... (laughs) Yeah, that's a straight-up Karen right there. Yeah, definitely. All right, anyway, moving on. So, January 3rd, a former Colorado funeral home owner was sentenced to 20 years in federal prison on Tuesday for defrauding relatives of the dead by dissecting 560 corpses and selling body parts without permission. Megan Hess, 46, pled guilty to fraud in July. She operated a funeral home by the name of Sunset Mesa and a body parts entity, Donor Services, from the same building in Montrose, Colorado. The 20-year term was the maximum allowed under law. So, it goes on to say, her 69-year-old mother, Shirley Coke, also pled guilty. Is it Cook or Coke? Cook. Okay, all right, what she said. Uh, She also pled guilty to fraud and was sentenced to 15 years. Cook's central role was chopping up the bodies, court records show. Hess and Cook used their funeral home at times to essentially steal bodies and body parts using fraudulent and forged donor forms, prosecutor Tim Neff said in a court filing. Hess and Cook's conduct caused immense emotional pain for the families and next to kin. I'm going to stop right there and just say this. I have mentioned before that I have worked in the funeral business before, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much as a funeral director, but we were behind the scenes and we used to help with lowering the bodies, setting up the tents, all of that. Never in a fucking million years 
would I have ever thought about saying, hey, let's go do this. I also worked in a crematory. There are ethical boundaries and standards when you do that. And this disgusts me beyond all, I don't know what. Well, further down, it also says she, um, she's refusing to assume any responsibility for her conduct. She doesn't think she did anything wrong. What did it say before? She didn't donate them, but her building was essentially a uh, donor service. Mm -hmm. But in this article, she did not get the signatures or the authorization to be able to do that. Plus, she was making a profit off of this. Donor means free of charge. When you donate something, you do not make a profit off of it. This disgusts me on so many levels, it's not even funny. So they're trying to say, though, that... So her lawyer goes on to say that she was unfairly vilified as a witch, a monster, a ghoul, when she is technically a broken human being whose conduct can be contributed or attributed to a traumatic brain injury at 18. You know, I'm sick of hearing that. I'm sorry. I'm sick of hearing that. You know right from wrong... Quit blaming everything else. So she, she declined to speak to the judge. She didn't want to say anything. However, Cook, the mom or mother-in-law, she apologized and took responsibility for her actions. Yep. Where the other one was like, mm -mm, nope, didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Sorry, I might have went a little off the rails on that one. But at some point, how old, would, how old did I say she was? 40, 46, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 46. You're a 46-year-old lady. Somebody is pinning this on something that happened 30 years prior. You knew what you were doing wrong. There was, I remember when I was younger, 2020 did a special episode on a funeral home that was selling cemetery plots multiple times. So they would take one plot and sell it four different times. They would go in, they would do the burial, then they would go in it and take that casket out, dispose of the body, and resell that plot. This is the same goddamn thing. They're making money off of something that shouldn't be made. You know what I mean? I don't even know what to say to that. This is why I want to be cremated. Don't just cremate me and be done. Move on. Well, they were supposed to be cremated. That's the thing. These family members, these deceased family members were supposed to be cremated and they were dissecting them and selling their body parts. What the fuck, H.H. Holmes? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it, I this isn't weird news. To me, this is disgusting news. This is unethical news. To only get 20 years out of this is a travesty for what she put these families through. Ew, so she... She gave family members cremations or ashes, but they were just ashes from bins mixed with remains of different cadavers. And in the funeral business, when I signed that contract to go over to the crematory, you have ethical standards and bylaws that you have to follow. That is disgusting. But I wonder how often this actually happens. Not so much anymore, because I do remember we were inspected a couple of times in the two years that I did it. So, I mean, we we did have inspections. So, I mean, this is like, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's not. Because I feel like I've heard a similar story to this before. And maybe it could have been from Criminal Minds or NCIS, because, you know, I watch all of those. Yeah, yeah. So, it could have come off of TV, but I feel like I've heard this before. You might have. You might have. I mean, you do have shady fucking people out there that will do anything for a buck. You know what I mean? So it this this kind of this disgusts me, and it makes me very angry that people would treat the deceased like this. Not just the deceased, but the deceased families. Well, I know that in some religions as well, if they don't have all the entire corpse the entire body body their body cannot be put to rest yeah their body will then hang out 
in, I, I don't in know. that middle realm where right. they're stuck. It's, it's not hell. It's not hell. They're just stuck because they don't have all of their their parts to go on to their next. They're not a whole being. Right. So there's, uh, I mean. And my, my aspect, my thought process on it is also the person who's received these body parts. Okay. What if there's like a medical problem? later down the road and you don't know where you got your parts from and maybe that's the part that's causing the problems and I mean I I don't really know how that works anyway but well the the places that received these said body parts claim that they did not know where they came from and they were they're they're saying that they they had no clue what was going on were they being like sent to like medical schools to be used for learning processes or teaching processes or where was she giving these parts to or selling these parts to the black market it says right here 26 victims described their horror at discovering what had happened to their loved ones our sweet mother they dismembered her aaron smith said selling her shoulders knees and feet for profit we don't even have a name for a crime this heinous it says it is illegal to illegal in the U.S. to sell organs such as hearts, kidneys, and tendons for transplant. They must be donated. But selling body parts such as heads, arms, and spines, which is what Hess did, for use in research or education is not regulated by federal law. So she was selling them to research and education places by the sounds of it. Which I think is odd because I'm sure there are people that would rather just donate. Yeah. Yeah. To here, use this as yeah. you will. I mean, it just. Not going into details, but. No, no. I just. That is. This is probably the most unethical thing I've ever heard. The most cruel and unusual thing I've ever heard to lie. Because a funeral director, their job is to give comfort during that time. And you put a lot of trust in those guys to do the right thing and do what you're asking, right? And for her to turn around and do this, I'm sorry. There's no, I, it just it disgusts me on a whole whole different level. I'm sorry. Me too. <laughs> no, I mean working in that business, I I took it very seriously. That was no, and I, I get you know, that. I that was the last um. To do that for a family, to lower a body in a family, or to accept the body for cremation was probably the highest honor I could have because they are trusting me to be able to do the job and do the job right so their family can rest at ease. Or, you know, and, right, right. and their loved ones can finally be at peace. That disgusts me. Like, on so many levels. <laughs> but anyway. That was my fucking two cents. How about you? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I kind of view it a little bit different. I'm dead. I'm gone. Do what you want. Yeah. I'm not just. I'm not a believer that I need to be whole to be. No, I understand that. Set to rest. I. It just, it, to me, it's not so much that aspect of it. It's more of the lying to the family. Right. That I get. I understand that. But if you asked, I'd be like, here, you can have this body. Yeah, all you got to do is ask. Do with it what you want. They're not here anymore. Not me. I'm sorry. I mean, I am a do- an organ donor. So am I. So take As what you I. can use and then cremate the rest. Yep. I just, that, it, it just disgusts me. Like, you put your trust in that person to do the right thing and to turn around and do that when... You know, you're making a profit off of my family member without me knowing about right, it. Right, that I don't agree with. I don't agree with that at all. Like, her making money off of it. Absolutely not. Because if that's the case, give me a cut. Right. I don't care. Just <laughs> give the proceeds to my family. You know what I mean? Right. Take 10%, give the rest to my family. Because it was my body, for fuck's right. sake. Right. Th- that that I, I, I agree on that. <clears throat> so, I just, yeah. it. I agree with family members on this this is probably the worst thing i've read in a long time it angered me so much when i read that i didn't even read the article i just pulled it up and i was like "Hmm, that's a karen (laughs) 
only thinking of herself. I didn't even look at the picture. Like, oh no, that's, I just like that's the only thing I noticed. I was like, ooh, that's a full blown Karen. Pretty much, yeah. It was just funny because at school, I don't know how it came about, but they were talking about Karens at school, and Reagan's like, "Mommy, what's a Karen?" <laughs> Baby girl, it's something you will find out about later on in life. I was like, why are you asking about a Karen? Did somebody call you a Karen? She's like, no. She goes, but one of the students called one of the aides a Karen, and the, the aide called her a Karen back, and I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on from that that subject there, um, I'm glad she did get go to prison over it, but it something needs to be changed. That was a lot of lives she ruined and I think those laws should be changed to a little bit more stern than just 20 years so she'll be out in five parole maybe 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 so all right well this week's topic that we have for you is urban legends urban legends one more time urban Urban legends Legends. so After this break, we will start getting into that topic. Hi, this is Molly. And Cody. The host of Over the Fence True Crime Podcast. Please join us as we talk about true crime in the most normal place in the world. Over Over the the fence. fence. To be specific, over our backyard fence. We're both moms of humans and of dogs. We live directly next door to each other and share many conversations about life and family, but mostly true crime over our backyard fence. And we invite you to come learn more about true crime and, well, us. We give a lot of attention to California true crime, but have ventured throughout the U.S. and even across the pond and plan to continue our world domination in the near future. Listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts or give us a follow on Instagram at over the fence underscore podcast. So grab a drink and talk with us over the fence. All right. Welcome back. (laughs) That was quick, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. So. Urban Legends. Why do you want to do this this week? I needed a break after... Last week? Last week. <laughs> what, Brudos was too much for you? Yes. Too much of a man for you? No. <laughs> it was just too intense. Just. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. My brain just cannot process all that negative energy. Right. I need to flush it out, clean the palate, get some more sparkles back in my life. I was wondering where my serial killer book went. I couldn't find it. I hid it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> I didn't hide it. I just didn't bring it back downstairs. I was like, mm, you can stay right here for a month or two. So, all right. So how many of those do you have? I uh, have two, but I can talk about more if we need to. I have two. Um, Yeah. We'll see where this one goes. This was, again, another rabbit hole that we could have friggin' spent the next 10 years in. Well, there's just more topics that we'll find that we'll discuss at a later time if yeah not if when we get to them oh yeah we'll get to them so all right do you want to start out okay all right so my first one is about your favorite drink what's up dr pepper don't you knock dr pepper i'm not knocking it but for a long time, people believed that Dr. Pepper was made with prune juice. Is that why I have the poop so much? It is. It does not have prune juice in it. Damn it. Well, at least I could blame it on something. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. Yeah, well, you know, share and share alike. But did you know that Dr. Pepper is the oldest soda out there? I've heard something about that. I never really dove into that. but It is a year older than Coca-Cola. Really? Yes. Did it put Coke in its uh, in its sodas too, like Coke did? No, just prune juice. Oh. I'm kidding. No, it didn't have prune juice. <laughs> it actually debuted in 1885 at a Waco, Texas drugstore. Really? Yes. I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too, Dr. Pepper? Remember I thought about, that? yes, I did. <laughs> and I thought about writing down some of the different slogans that they used over the years. But I was like, oh, that's going to be a lot. I think that just brought me back to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that slogan, if I remember correctly, came out in like the 19, late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, I remember hearing it on commercials. Or maybe it was the radio I heard it on. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, 
Oh, sorry, I'm trying to find in my notes. Oh, there it is. It's right there, right in front of me. <laughs> uh-huh. So in this drugstore, Charles Adler- Ad- Ad- Adlerton. Adlerton? Yes. Was a pharmacist. And he was trying to recreate the smells of a soda shop back then where they would have to actually mix the carbonated water with the different syrups to get different drinks and the the smells in these soda shops were super sweet and um, ooey gooey feeling and he was trying to recreate the, the smell, the aroma for the pharmacy, for this drugstore and he created a soda. Hmm. Just out of the blue like boom. Yeah, he created a soda and to begin with, it was actually just called the Waco. Give me a Waco. Okay. Because that's where it was created at. And you know the bitches is back then they used to sell they used to serve it in glasses. Wouldn't it be cool to find an old cup or can that said Waco soda on it? I don't think the can I don't think it was ever produced with that as a label. It was only being made in that particular drugstore. And it was just called Waco, so you would go in and order it. Okay. Um but but the pharmacist really never made any money off of it because that's not what he ever intended to do. He had no interest in becoming a soda dealer. <laughs> so he actually sold the rub- the recipe to the drugstore owner, Robert um, Lazenby. Lazenby. Robert what? Lazenby. Robert Lazenby? Yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> the headquarters were... Um, were relocated uh, to Dallas in 1923, where it is still actually located. I did not know that it was a Texas-based soda. Yeah. Um, huh. Dr. Pepper went national in 1904 at the World's Fair in St. Louis. And that is where my favorite beer is made. Really? Budweiser. I didn't know that. Yep. Supposedly, the recipe for Dr. Pepper has been split into two. And it's kept at two separate banks so that nobody yeah. has access to both halves of the recipe at one time. Damn it. And there's only like nine people living at a time that know Which the actual, banks? Or know the actual formula. Damn it. Yeah, so you can't just <laughs> like run out and start making your own. I was like bank heist Pem- time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going to break into a safety deposit Relax, box for half a recipe. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was interesting that they, they split the recipe and put it into two separate safety deposit boxes at two separate banks so that nobody at one time has both halves of the recipe. You know, I heard that about uh, your favorite chicken place, too. Really? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Ew! <laughs> That's disgusting! I heard that about them, too, like, he kept it under lock and key. But anyway, this isn't Kentucky Fried Chicken. This is a better thing. It's Dr. Pepper. <laughs> so around the 1930s, a rumor started that they used prune juice as one of the 23 flavors to make Dr. Pepper. They think it was possibly started by one of the competitor's delivery men trying to get people from drinking it, trying to keep them from purchasing dr pepper yes you that's smart thinking no that's that's smart thinking no it is i mean go after your competitor right you know and it's not slandering he didn't do anything wrong because it's just speculation yeah yeah it just it's terrible that a rumor like that would start yeah i thought that was interesting and did you know that virginia is actually considered the um dr pepper capital of the world really even though it's from texas why a Texas a Texan from um, an oil industry? His name was Bill Davis. Mm-hmm. He left the oil industry and moved to Virginia to open a Dr Pepper bottling franchise. And so they ship it out all over the place. So now they're the the capital of the world, Dr Pepper capital of the world. But they're from Texas. Yes. Okay. Do you know what the Netherlands knockoff brand is called? I don't know, but I know what. Sam's Clubs is. There's lots and lots of... Dr. Thunder that doesn't even taste like it. Well, in the Netherlands, it's called Dr. Foots. Oh. Right? So... Why would you associate the smelliest part of a body to the greatest soda in the world? 
Well, okay. So between 1982 and that's my own personal opinion. 1995, Dr Pepper had sold the franchise rights to a, a bottler company in Bavaria. Mm-hmm. When it ended in 1995, that agreement, they started selling a similar drink of Dr Pepper, but it was named after the company chairman. And his name was Foots. Yeah. Come on. That's like crappy marketing right there. Seriously, because I am definitely... buy my Dr. Foots. Yeah. I'm definitely not running out to buy a Dr. Foots. I'm not even going <laughs> to take a free Dr. Foots. <gasps> was it still attached to the body? <laughs> I was just thinking, oh my God. <laughs> Do more parts come with it? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, stop. <laughs> you know, I could do the same with your Mountain Dew. Okay. Made out of friggin' Doritos and those cones, those orange cones. Didn't you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. But I don't really eat Doritos, and I pretty much cut Mountain Dews out, so. As we have a case of Mountain Dew downstairs. Yeah, I cut them out of my diet. Basically, I've cut them out of my diet. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> But that was my my urban legend, is that prune juice is one of the 23 ingredients for Dr. Pepper. And Hmm. that is false. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it was, though. Because you don't know what is in it. There's, you know? There was like different lists on different sites. Like anywhere from licorice. Because um, I know how you just love black licorice, but that was mentioned several times. I can as actually one of the... taste the licorice in Dr Pepper personally. Like that's one that's something I can taste every now and then. I take a good drink of it, and it's like, oh, I can taste that. Anyway, I'm sorry. Oh no, Go ahead. no, I, that was just one of the ingredients that there was like different lists on different sites what possibly goes into it. But black licorice was one that came up multiple times. That wouldn't surprise me because back then that. Black licorice was a big, that was like one of the more popular candies and flavors. Right, right. So it wouldn't surprise me none if they did incorporate that into it. I just thought that was that was a little bit interesting hmm. info about Dr Pepper. Schnezzy. I did not know that it was the world's oldest soda? running soda. I didn't know that either. I always thought it was Coke. Yeah, so did I. Nope. Because Coke claims to be. The oldest. Nope, Dr. Or one Pepper is a year older than Coke. Hmm. But you see how Coke had to get people in on theirs? Yeah. They had to lace up cocaine. Yeah. So, nah, yeah. Dr. Pepper didn't have to do that. No. Nope. What do you got? All right. So, I am covering a phone number 867 No, not that one. <laughs> not Jenny's number. <laughs> we should look into that. What is, I want to call that one too. Right. It's an actual phone number. What does it say when you call? If somebody actually answers it, it's somebody. Seriously. Wow. I read that somewhere. It's an actual phone number. I'll All right, have to anyway, try Because people have actually called it. But anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> it could be. This one is about 999-9999, where you can make your wishes come true. Sort of. Is Jenny there? Mm, you're going to wish she was there after this one. So there's a phone number in Thailand that you can call and you can make it make your number one most wanted wish. So what you want the most of in this world, you can call that and wish for it. For a small fee. But the cost of this wish, it is said, is your life. Dun 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 dun, dun your life. Bustles. The story kind of goes like this, okay? So, in the early 2000s, a guy named Mike and his friends seen a beautiful and mysterious new transfer student. The rumor was that she transferred from a school where a student was impaled on a flagpole. Yeah, I'd get my kids the hell out of there, too, if that happened. When asked (laughs) how it happened, it was said that it involved a call 
from the phone number 999-9999. A call from that number or to that number? From that number. Now, hold on before you get all weird on me and stuff over there. Legend says that if you call this number after midnight and you whisper your wish, it will come true. You will then receive a call from that number the same night, and if you ignore it or don't answer it, the consequence will be death. So what if you fall asleep and don't hear your phone ring? Well, you're fucked, ain't you? Dun, dun, dun. Bustle. I'd be dead. Mike obviously didn't believe the story and decided to try it himself. So Mike called the number and spoke into his cell phone. I wish for a new truck, he says, and hung up. A little while later, he and his friends were hanging out and his phone rang. Mike noticed the phone number was 999-9999. And he decided to just ignore it and he went to bed. So the next morning, Mike woke up and looked out his window and seen a brand new truck sitting in his driveway. Imagine that, right? He then looked on his dresser and seen a new set of keys. Like, where the fuck did those come from? Oh, wait, my wish came true. Wish that would happen for me. Not the death part, but, you know. His wish was fulfilled. Being excited to drive his new truck, he decided to go into the mountains. And as he was coming back down, he's like, oh, what the hell? Let's see what this thing can do, right? And he accelerated it on a straightaway. He saw a curve coming and decided to slow down. And when he did, he realized that the brakes were out. He couldn't slow down. Awesome. And he ended up going over a cliff and dying in a fiery death. And hence... His wish was completely fulfilled. Lesson learned. Don't be greedy. Don't call that phone number. Don't be greedy. So in the fall of 2002, a film called 999-9999 was released with the same uh, storyline. The phone number isn't real. (laughs) But in the movie, in the beginning of it, you know how you're watching the the front credits and Mm -hmm. all of that? Yep. It said based on a true story in the beginning of the movie. So the urban legend started that day and took on a life of its own. So you know how, um, what was that one movie? The Blair Witch movie? Mm-hmm. It said based on a true story. Right. It wasn't real. It just was made to look real. Same thing with the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. In the beginning of that movie, it says based on true events, which it was based on true events, but it was not a true story. Right. And well, I mean, people just automatically assume based on a true story means that the entire thing is true. That's that's not the case. They just they heard a story. And well, this movie was actually based off of three separate movies. One was Final Destination. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Nope. Won't watch it. Keep that in mind for our movie brackets coming up, guys. That will be on there. Um, It was based on Final Destination, the movie The Ring. Haven't seen it. And another Japanese movie. I cannot remember the name of it. So that movie was actually based on those three. And this is a fairly young urban legend. It started in the early 2000s, so it's fairly new. But when they went and seen it, and like you said, you see that based on a true story, that everybody's automatically saying, oh, shit, this is real. Let's go dial this number. Come to find out, it's not a real number. You don't get anything. All it says is phone phone number, whatever that says when you they're not available. And I did read an article where a guy received a phone call from those seven digits. And he was like, oh, shit. And he decided to answer it. When he answered it, it was a Chinese, like, telemarketer that was calling him. But the reason the 999 number showed up was because typically back then on caller ID, if that showed up, it was typically an unknown number. Nobody didn't know where it was coming from. Kind of like how we have caller ID ID Mm -hmm. now. That's what the 999 was, unknown number. But that would be super creepy. Right. Just Thank God my phone would probably just come up. Scam likely. Yeah, scam likely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and in today's age with cell phones and stuff, I think that's how they all basically pop up now is scam likely or unknown caller. They don't actually give you the phone number on there, do they? It's been a while since I've 
gotten a scam call, so. Um, Doesn't mean scam call me, you rotten bastards, either. Text me later, I'll give you his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I deleted all my... You're all your unknowns? <clears throat> no, I just deleted. I just go through periodically and just delete all. All of them. Just because I can't stand looking at all. Like, I go through and delete all my emails. I just can't stand looking at all that. It's overwhelming. So, yeah. She looks at mine and she's like, oh, my God, 5,000 emails? I, like, that yeah. just sends me into a panic. <laughs> if mine gets over 30, I just go in and just delete everything. And th- I'm like, okay, I feel better now. I think I go in once a year and delete all my emails and it takes like two hours to do. <laughs> no, I do that with my log, his- my, my call history, everything. I just, I can't. I'm like, why? Why is all this stuff up here? I don't need any of it. So I just deleted it all. But yeah, that's that was an urban legend that came out of Thailand. And it's probably one of the creepier urban legends. And to be honest with you, I do remember hearing about that when I was, you know, in my early 20s. But never gave it much thought. Like I don't know. I've never heard that one. Not that big of a deal. But yeah, it actually originated from a movie that was actually made in Thailand. But, you know, like you said, though, with the based on a true story, mm-hmm. there are other movies out there that pull that crap, too. Mm-hmm. There's that one with, I can't think of what it's called right now, with Will Smith, and he plays the struggling father who has custody of his son. And they're, Oh, yeah. Yep. I can't I think what of what it's called. About. Come to find out, because, like, I fell for that whole mm-hmm. based on a true story. Oh, no. No extremely loosely based on a true story. See, and that's the thing. When you're in Hollywood, mm-hmm, y'all know how I feel about that, they can take that and loosely base a lot of stuff on true stories. Like, how yeah, hugely that... outlandish shit. So, you gotta take it all as a grain of salt, you know? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that though until I I watched that movie and I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. And then later it came out so that did I. most of what was in that movie was not even remotely accurate. Yeah, no, yeah, so did I. I didn't know that. So, yeah. all right, well, that was that. That was mine. What do you got? So, this one I thought was interesting because I feel like I've been lied to my whole life. Well, we have been, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Pepper does not have prune juice in it. I've been lied to. So, my whole life I've been told to eat more carrots so that I have better eyesight and I can see in the dark. Well, I've heard about the better eyesight, but not about seeing in the dark. Yes. Supposedly, the more carrots you eat, the better your eyesight, and it's easier for you to see in the dark. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. That's, That's not true. No. Go suck an egg. Don't break my heart. Yes, carrots are good for your eyesight, but it's not going to, like, you go out and eat a bag of baby carrots overnight, your eyesight is not going to massively improve. No, but it will turn you orange. No, it will not. Yeah, it will. It's an urban legend also. Same as eating blueberries will turn you blue. All right, never mind. Maybe I am wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, eating more carrots will help you see in the dark was actually created by the British Ministry of Information during World War II. Um, It was to get people to grow more carrots for the Royal Air Force so they could spot German bombers better at night. Okay, so this is how it goes. I'm starting to, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So the ministry was trying to cover up their new technology of the onboard airborne interception radar which using this radar, they were able to detect enemy bombers at night before they reached the English Channel. To cover up this new technology, they were saying that they were eating more carrots, which made their eyesight better at night. (laughs) That's a hell of a way to cover up something top secret. Seriously! Holy shit. Something so simple. And you know what I mean? Like, that's such a simple thing, too. I was like... Because everybody already knows that it it does help you, but it doesn't like help you instantaneously, so why not make it sound like it does? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Does that make sense? But it was also to... It, in the long run, it had a double-edged sword, because like, it, it was helping cover up this new technology that they didn't want them to know about, 
but it was also encouraging people back then to grow what they called victory gardens. Yeah, I've heard of victory gardens before. Where they planted um, veggies, particularly carrots, to supplement their rations. Mm -hmm. So they also told people that the carrots could be used as a sweetener in desserts in an absence of sugar. Did you know that sugar was rationed back there to eight ounces per adult per week? What would the what does that equal out to? What? Sixteen ounces is a cup, right? One cup, yeah. I believe. No, eight ounces is a cup. But is it? Yeah. Didn't we just go over this like two weeks ago? I know, but <laughs> but instead they like they encourage people to grow carrots and other vegetables in their gardens to supplement their already rationed foods. Yeah, and and that makes sense. And logically, telling people that eating more carrots would improve your eyesight, especially at night, just made it easier to cover up their... Their top secret plans. Yes. <laughs> I, I always just assumed, okay, I got to eat more carrots. And then I was bricks. always like, carrots suck because my eyesight is horrible. <laughs> like, pretty soon I'm going to be needing bat sonar to get around. <laughs> and now to come to find out <laughs> her daughter's just as bad <laughs> and she has good eyesight <laughs> it was a cover up for <laughs> for their radar you rotten bastards I'm like really way to burst my bubble there seriously damn it I mean I but like I think carrots, it's funny but... and when I was re <laughs> okay so over our Christmas break we watched a ton of Harry Potter so the first time I read this, I had to go back and read it like three or four times because I read it as the British Ministry of Magic. And I was like, wait, what? Nine and three quarters. Yeah, right? I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, it's the British Ministry of Information during World War II. Well, that's kind of cool, though. It, it, it urged people to grow more, but in the same breath, you're also lying to your people, but you have to, to cover to up for this. To protect your people. and. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. But I then, mean, then towards the end, they like were having this overwhelming surplus of carrots. carrots. <laughs> so they started getting like they people would tune in every week to listen to these special broadcasts on what to make with all your extra carrots. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> and like some of it was just downright disgusting. Nuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, here's an idea. How about you just take them and throw them away? Well, no. You or feed be, them to your You could be animals. wasteful and just throw food away. You could put it in a bait pile and use it for hunting. But, yeah, there is like almost like a carrot casserole. Ew. They combined the words together. I can't even pronounce it, but it was like, they were like, Caro okay. Carole or? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and they were like, ultimately, it was disgusting and people just stopped. I've always wondered because you can find those old cookbooks from back then. You know what I There's mean? There's actually a guy on TikTok who will find super old recipes. I think you've so you've showed me that. Like, and he will go back and he will make some of these recipes. Yeah, and he's like, tastes oh, like poop. I just i <laughs> I can't even fathom this tasting good. It looks so horrid. <laughs> but there are actually some what that he makes that turn out pretty good though oh yeah oh yeah i know i'm more good than bad there are some bad ones but there are a lot of good ones that and there's i don't i i found, came across while doing research for something else a family who actually will do period times like they're given a specific like five-year span in the 1940s mm -hmm. and they have to live like that family did back in the 1940s from going to work what they wore how they decorated the house what they made for dinner oh it everything was and a totally different time period so it's a lot harder than it is oh now. my gosh people, people think it's hard now try living back then no screw you and earlier you i know? am not going to start prepping a meal for two, tomorrow two last days night in advance. no not happening you know what though it's funny you say that because grandma my grandmother used to start prepping the day before for the meal. Like today, she would prep the day before. Um, there was a couple of soups. She would, you know how we just go out and we buy 
our beans and stuff like that. Right, right. She would go out and buy the bags of beans. And you have to soak and them. And you got to soak them for gotta... 24 hours and everything else. She, that was how she cooked. That was how she was raised. So that's all she knew. And then yeah. she's like, oh, what are these new things? Screw that. Give me these. You know what I mean? She would take the cans and pitch them and use, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's why we always had a garden growing up because she was adamant. She wanted a garden. She preferred fresh vegetables over store-bought vegetables. Oh, so do I. I do. And, and so do I. I do, too. But, I mean, like, our garden was huge. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, yeah, I took you home that one year. Right. That was just maybe a quarter of the size of the garden they had grown up. So. <laughs> it makes sense, though. But yeah. Oh, I was going to say, too, is even uh, yesterday, I think it was, or earlier this morning, a picture showed up on my Facebook feed and it was when um, Battleship first came out mm-hmm. and the slogan for this advertisement was it's fun for the entire family and if you look at the picture the father and the son are sitting at the table playing Battleship while the mother and the daughter are in the kitchen doing dishes watching them from afar <laughs> I was like, fuck that. <laughs> Get your asses up off from the table and come help with these dishes. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but I think that's funny. Like the stereotypes back then, you know what I mean? Oh my like, gosh. If you see the old ads, we have an old uh, chess locker up here that was my grandmother's. And me and my dad, before he passed away, we went through it. And we found an old newspaper in there from the 50s. And I'm like, Oh my God! Like this is the ads were just totally different. They oh, were they pop up all totally the time different. on my on my feed. There was one not too long ago. It was it was um, wives how to make your husband happy? And I gave a list of things that wives are supposed to do. Have meals ready for when your husband gets home from work, and if he's late getting home, it's okay. Make sure that right before he walks in the in the door that you have gone through and picked up any books, papers, anything pertaining to the children and get that moved out of his sight. Wipe down all countertops and bookshelves before he walks in. Okay, I have been threatened with divorce for not taking my one pair of pants downstairs. So... (laughs) (laughs) This thing, I was like, I make sure the children remain quiet once the husband has gotten home. Oh, shit. I wish. I would love... (laughs) <laughs> just once. <laughs> Don't complain if he doesn't eat the meal you prepared. What? Yeah. Like, these are tips that the wives are supposed to consider every day. No. And that the meals should be planned ahead of time that, for the entire week. That just shows how far we have come as a society. <clears throat> the equality. The equality that has come along, like. But you got to remember the time period. That's what why we always say that in this podcast. You got to remember the time period. <laughs> you know, it's not everything is the way it is now. Right, I know. I know. Totally different. But yeah, I, okay. So back to topic. Anyway, Listen. yeah. <clears throat> Carrots <clears throat> will not immediately improve your eyesight. <sighs> they are good for you, absolutely. But don't try to use them as substitute sweeteners either. Apparently, it's really gross. Apparently, that doesn't work. Do you have another one? Yeah, actually I do. And anybody that knew me growing up, which I have a lot of friends that listen, know that I was a huge music fan. You are. I love music. It's a like huge my, music fan. If I didn't do this podcast, it'd definitely be a music podcast. And uh, there is an urban legend out there about Phil Collins. Do you know who Phil Collins is? Yes. Do you? Yes. Okay. I'm just wondering. Just yes, wondering. I know I am very music illiterate, but I don't know who <laughs> Phil Collins is. 
So there is an urban legend that revolves around his song In the Air Tonight. Have you the heard Lion that song? The Lion King song? No. Oh my goodness. Do you want me to play a clip of the song so you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. Is it ever going to get to the song? Yes. Relax. Okay, so we don't get nailed for copyright infringement. That was... Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah. That was released back in, I want to say, 81-ish, give or take a couple of years. So there is a urban legend that revolves around this song that there's quite a few stories to it. And I have heard a couple of these growing up and even now. And in one version, I mean, an a drunk Phil Collins watches from afar as another man watches someone drowned. In another, he's in a boat with another person during a severe thunderstorm when the boat cat capsizes. And even though Phil Collins makes it to the shore, he sees another random onlooker watching his friend drowned and not offer help. Right? <clears throat> Um, there's another where Phil Collins takes revenge on a man who raped his wife. Okay. All right. So, basically, in the versions of the stories, the personal, the person responsible for letting the man drown, he is in, then invited to a Phil Collins concert, and during the high point of the song, Phil Collins has a spotlight shown on this man, basically accusing him of doing this wrongdoing. Right. So he know who he knew who this other person was. He knew who this other person was, and he invited him, put him in the first row during the concert, during the song, during the high point of it. He shone a spotlight on him and said, "You, I know you. You did it, and you do not want to admit it." Alrighty, that's a pretty intense. Uh... Pretty pretty nasty, right? Yeah. It's all false. Every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the whole boat capsizing and somebody on shore just watching this person drown. I can see that story. I really could, but the rape one, I can't see that. That's a little extreme. But growing up, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, is there actual truth to that? Well, no, there isn't. And I'll let Phil explain this one. First of all, in the air tonight is. Uh, I, I went through the, only a handful of your. This is your hits Jimmy Fallon. Amazing. By the way. You have this new, uh, new box set, the singles, which is also on the vinyl, which I love that you're doing. These, on these vinyl. are all the singles. In the air tonight is the one. Uh, I mean, it just yeah, sticks that, in my head because that's the. That's got a life of its own. I mean, that well, that, that that will outlive me. I think that song. No, well, well, that could be the sequel to. It could be your next autobiography. <laughs> yeah, this book will outlive me. Uh, <laughs> but you. Is this true that this is what happened? This is what I heard. You were you were on you were outside at night, and there was a do you saw somebody saw someone drowning, no. and he didn't. Yeah, and he let him uh, <laughs> drown. He let him drown, and you go. Oh, yeah. And you watched the man basically murder somebody. And then so instead of calling the authorities, you invited the man, the stranger, to your concert, it's and then. You shone a light on him. You yeah. showed yes, you shone a light on him, and you sang in the air tonight, and you go. I know what you did, buddy. Yeah. Oh my God! Okay, that is the best story I've ever heard of. I know. Unfortunately, none of it's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? You know, I, I was just pissed off. You know, I was angry. Um, At what? Well, you know, you, you go through a divorce, and uh, oh. you know, yeah. sometimes it's like, please, I love you, I love you, I love you. Don't hang up, don't hang up. And then it's like, well, you. Yeah. 
And then, of course, that's when a song like In the Air Tonight comes out. There's obviously yeah. a lot of anger in there. That's when that drum fill comes in. By the time the end of the programme comes, you'll be good at this. It's not me. So, there's Phil Collins right there telling you, no, it's it's all farce. It was He based it on his... I mean, he, he was going through a divorce at the time, and then if you've gone through a divorce, which unfortunately both of us have, there's a lot of anger there, and he took his anger out in a musical form. And that's what a lot of artists <clears throat> do. Yeah, yep. And hence, you get In the Air Tonight, which took on a life of its own in it with its own urban legend. Never heard that. You never heard that? Nope. Really? Really. Speaking to the mic. Really? <laughs> so, yep, there you go. That was false. All right. Well, we're almost an hour and five into it. Okay. Did you have another one? No, I'll save it. No, you can do it. No, I'll save it. No, if you have it, do it. I don't have it written down, but everybody, everybody knows it. What? That Pop Rocks <coughs> and soda will make you explode. It won't? No. Damn it. I have Pop Rocks down there. Not anymore, you don't. Where'd they go? You Experiment. ate them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you tried it? <laughs> <laughs> what was that pop? Oh, nothing. It was just mom. Nothing major. No, Gee, I thanks. did not. I did not eat all of them. But no, they're gone. They got hard. They had to throw them away. Oh, all right. Um, but yes, everybody's heard this one that Mikey from the Checks commercial overindulged in pop rock. You didn't hear this one. You're looking at me very confused. Am I looking at you like you look at me? Looking yeah. at you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have never heard this one. Seriously, Seriously. I thought everybody had heard this one. Mm-mm. That you remember the cute little guy from the Chex commercial? Mikey likes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it goes that one day his it was after school. His mom gets this phone call saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry about your son. Our family is here for you to support you in any way." And mom's like, "What are you talking about? Oh, we heard that Mikey passed away from eating pop rocks and soda." And she's like. Mikey's out playing baseball. He's fine. She started getting more phone calls where people were calling and saying, we're so sorry about Mikey. She made her oldest son drive by the park and make sure that Mikey was out there playing baseball. Yeah. Which he was. Huh. Um, I don't know how the rumor got started. Well, I'll be a But supposedly, if you drink or if you eat five packages of Pop Rocks and five cokes it'll make your stomach explode oh see you got coke in there coke will take rust off a goddamn off a chrome yeah i know good god but supposedly you have to have five packages of pop rocks and five cokes and it will make your stomach explode oh no joke and this rumor was spreading so fast that in the 80s they actually had to the late 80s they had to pull pop rocks from the market and so they had this mass amount i really wish i knew where they buried these at they didn't know what to do with them, so they buried the... Well, it's like that Atari game. Remember E.T., the extraterrestrial Atari game? No. The rumor was that the game was so terrible that they had to... The game was bad. I remember having it growing up. I don't think we ever had that one. They took them all off the shelves because they overmade a bunch of them and it wasn't selling, so they took them and they buried them. <laughs> Maybe they're buried with the Pop Rocks. <laughs> But that's I'll I'll we'll watch that show on Netflix. But anyway, go ahead. Maybe they married they buried it with the pop rocks. Maybe. I don't know because apparently they pulled all like the two, pop rocks. Two eighties things coming together as one in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> the pop rocks exploded and took out ET. <laughs> mm. But yeah, they took them all off the market and they didn't know what to do with them, so they buried them all in this mass line, landfill. Mm-hmm. But um, they were able to disprove that this is what actually happened. Ap- ap- yeah. So Pop they Rocks literally had to take them off the shelves yes. though because yeah. of that. Yeah. Wow. I vaguely remember this growing well, up. Well, they're hard parents to were f- petrified that their kids were going to. I can't find them around here. The only place I could find them at was uh, Michael's. I've seen them a couple other places. A lot of the like, um, like the ice cream place downtown the specialty place they have a lot of old time candies Mm -hmm. in their shop and i'm positive pop rocks is one of them okay oh uh cracker barrel 
No, oh. they probably no. They have them too. Yeah. No, there's a specialty ice cream place downtown, um, Sugar Shack or something like that. Uh-huh. I don't think you've ever been to it. Uh-uh. Um, but they have a lot of old time specialty candies. So they won't make someone explode. No. Damn it. Well, I'm super surprised you hadn't heard that one. I didn't hear about the Mikey one. I heard that they could make you explode. Yeah, no, I never apparently heard... it was Mikey that was the one who exploded. I never heard that. That's um, news. So Mikey's mom started getting all these phone calls. He's he's alive. He's still perfectly fine now. Eating checks. Probably. <laughs> I even looked him up. He's still alive. He's still out there. Huh. Um, yeah, he looks almost identical to when he, he did the checks commercial. Yeah, most people do. Um, But... Yeah, Pop Rocks won't make you explode. Well, and actually, Pop Rocks were created by accident. Or as almost all good things are. Yeah, yeah, most candies are accidental, and sodas. I can't remember what they were trying to make, but it was an accident, and then they discovered that it was fun to eat them. Hmm. If you consumed Pop Rocks as a child, you may now be entitled to a payout. <laughs> Don't turn that into an urban legend, please. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else? Mm, no. No. All right. Well, would you like to tell everybody where we're where we're at? dot com. You can find all of our episodes up there. There is a link for our merchandise. There are pictures of our beautiful fans wearing our merchandise or using our merchandise because it's not just t-shirts, y'all. No, it's not. There's mugs, there's purses, there's mouse pads, there's all kinds of stuff that Phone you can... Phone cases. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. Yes, check yep. it out. Just, you know, maybe you're not into t-shirts. There's other merchandise. Yep. Which That's is great. so exciting. Yeah, uh, we had a friend of ours actually buy a couple of magnets and she said they... Oh, yeah. Turned out really, really nice. So, yeah, so check it out. Yeah. Show us that you got some. Maybe you'll end up on our page. Yep. Okay, no maybes. Yeah, there's no maybes. You'll You're be on our, on our page. <laughs> so, but, you can uh, shoot us an email. Just come check us out. Yeah. There's some games on there, too, that you can play. Yep. So, And don't forget that we are now a part of the Darkcast family. And you can also hear us and our podcast friends over on their website darkcastnetwork.com is there anything else no 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 snazzy comeback no all right with that have a great weekend stay spooky my friends i just said weekend whatever stay spooky anyway Day-o. Day-o. No. Daylight, come in. Anyone go home? What is your urban legend? Tell me your story so we can go home. We are home, dude. Roots. Come, <laughs> Mr. Kathy Munn, Kathy me banana. Okay, moving on. <laughs>